The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. What is happening? Welcome to the Plus Pitch Podcast, your morning pitching podcast from pitchels.com. My name is Nick Pollock. Today is March 12th, and yes, we are going to talk about baseball. I know it's late. I also lost an hour. And that messed me up a little bit, but I want to make sure I got to this because I feel there's just so much to talk about now. I can't just do it three days on Monday. So we got this. Uh, we have Kodai Senga scratched with discomfort on his right index finger. He's getting testing for it. Let's say he's on the IL. That's also Jose Quintana on the IL. That means the Mets have both David Peterson and Ty Lord McGill inside that rotation. But Tyler McGill hasn't been throwing as well as we saw this time last year. That's ah, a little weird. But Peterson is a very sneaky strikeout play, considering his slider was, what, 27% swing strike rate last year? Something very interesting to think about. But I'm sorry for those who have drafted Senga. It does feel like there's something going on here. You have discomfort in the right index finger. Generally means something with a nerve, which could mean something else. I'm a little worried about this right now. Uh, Marcus Stroman looks fine. Everything's good there. Julio Urias was 93.4 on his fastball, which is okay. It's not 92, which is good. We want it to be like 94, 95, but that's fine. He had three out of nine change of whiffs, so that's a cool thing. Uh, Sandy Alcantara did not do well. 3.2 innings, 300 runs, 5 hits, 3 walks, and 2 Ks. But his velocity was back to 98, and that's good. We like that. Uh, there's a little bit, I guess, of command stuff. The changeup was down fine. I mean, everything's fine there with Sandy. Don't worry about the three walks there. Martin Perez, speaking of command, oh boy, it was good. 3.1 innings, 4Ks, 2 walks. Maybe there's a chance he can do another Vargas rule. I don't know. Don't completely rule it out, I guess, for your deeper, deeper leagues. But 12-teamers, of course not. Adam Wainwright, you can absolutely ignore. It's still down 2.5 ticks, and this was in the WBC. So, yeah, he's actually trying to do well. He's not just slowly ramping up necessarily, right? So that's not good. Forrest Whitley, 2.2 innings, 2 earned runs, 4 hits, 0 walks, 2 Ks. Why does that matter at all? Because he's fighting for the number 5 spot with Hunter Brown. And if Hunter Brown isn't doing great, well, maybe it's Whitley. But mm, this isn't too impressive. That would make me think he would jump him. Hunter Brown would really need to screw up, I think, at this point. Jack Flaherty, 4 innings, 2 earned runs, 5 hits, 0 walks, 2 Ks. I don't have any sort of whiff or velocity readings. It stinks because I really want to know with Flaherty. As I'm worried that his slider isn't as good as it used to be, and his velocity is still down, and it just kind of makes me irked with Flaherty at the moment. I'm not against it, but I like Lucas Giolito more at the moment, and Flaherty, to me, was kind of grouped in the same boat or uh, tier as Giolito, and Giolito's going up, if you guys listened to yesterday's podcast, so... We're going to talk about that tomorrow. Uh, Charlie Morton, 2.2 innings, 0 and runs, 1 hit, 3 walks, 3 Ks. Again, I don't have really anything else to tell you. 
seems fine to me. Uh, I know three walks, but really don't worry about it. Uh, Matt Manning, yeah, this isn't good. Three innings, five earned runs, six hits, two walks, two Ks. I wonder if Matt Manning doesn't make the rotation. I'm assuming that his velocity was down again. Meanwhile, Joey Wentz, I believe, had increased velocity. He's been doing well. I wouldn't be shocked if Joey Wentz gets the number five spot for the Tigers. Says there's no one else. It's Matthew Boyd and Lorenzen and Eduardo Rodriguez and Spencer Turnbull. And it was supposed to be Matt Manning, but Matt Manning is not good at the moment. And I wonder what the Tigers are going to do there. Noah Syndergaard, 4.1 innings, one earned run, three hits, zero walks, and four Ks. But he's topping out, topping out at 94. Now, there is a report that the Dodgers have a lower gun. That is, it's a cold one. But still, my understanding is that Noah Syndergaard is not recovering his velocity as we hoped, considering he went to driveline and is now a part of the Dodgers. And it would make him to be like a 20% K-rate guy with hopefully good ratios, which is a Toby. Now, I watched some of it. Uh, I believe the changeup was the one. Yeah, the changeup was the one that was looking all right. But terrible camera angle. It's really hard to tell. Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm overlooking this. The Dodgers, guys that go on the Dodgers generally do better. And their BABIPs are generally lower because they do well on the defensive side. So, this could work out well for Noah Syndergaard. I'm not going to say, like, don't draft him. But he just does feel like a Toby for me. Uh, Ken Waldachuk is trying to get the number five spot for the Athletics. And we kind of were assuming he would get it, but 3.1 innings, four and runs, four hits, three walks, 1K, another game of a terrible K-to-walk ratio. I don't think he's going to get it. If I had to be a betting man, it's J.P. Sears. So we're going to see how he performs today. And and if he does well, I think it's him. Uh, Kyle Muller is also in that conversation. He's also, uh, I believe, Tarnock. Um, was the one that the Atlanta people liked, and he was involved in that deal with Muller, but should be J.P. Sears, I would think, at this point. Aaron Sabali, three innings, 200 runs, two hits, one walk, and five Ks. Curveball's really good. I don't really have his pitch distribution, but I'm going to assume that there was a lot of curveballs and, and cutters in this one. Uh, Alex Cobb, three innings, one earned run, two hits, zero walks, five Ks. And he has a new slider, but he was hit by a comeback or a live drive, and he was removed from the game. Seemed to be fine. But that's all I've got right now. Sorry for those who have drafted Mitch Haniger, by the way, with the oblique strain. That's obviously some terrible news there. Um, This was crazy to me. Uh, I have two guys right now that is just like, what? Okay. First one is guy for the Dodgers who went three innings pitched, one earned run, five at zero walks, and six strikeouts. So you're thinking to yourself, okay, who could this be? It was a split squad because he had Syndergaard on the other one. Maybe it was like Justin May. Maybe it was Gonsolin. Maybe even like Gavin Stone. Maybe Michael Grove or Ryan Papillo. Nope, 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 no. It's Dylan Covey. What? He's a thing now? Ugh. This is so strange. This is like fast and I joke like who is it outside my top 300 is going to be the top 40 pitcher. It's Dylan Covey right now. I don't know. I mean, this is silly, but wild. I've been joking or not really joking, but really thinking hard about who is the SP6 for the Dodgers because I think they're going to get a lot of innings. <laughs> Covey won three innings with six Ks. Not going to happen, but you know, understand that it just shocked me. Uh, another really interesting one. And I think this one actually might have legs for nobody talk about him. I mean, this is something that I, uh, which is interesting to me, is I talk a lot about 12-teamers, right? And I'm so much about 12-teamers, but covering 12-teamers and all starting pitchers, I see the whole breadth of them, and there are many times I want to really talk about, like, AL onlys, NL onlys, uh, and really mention these guys who, if they get opportunities, there's a chance, a higher chance than I think anyone really anticipates at the moment, because they're just like, I don't know who this guy is. And I think this is one of them. It's Cole Raggins, who was... Hitting apparently 97 earlier in camp. 
I don't have any velocity ratings from this one, but 3.2 innings, two and runs, had a tough first inning, then and settled down one stri- one walk and five strikeouts. And look at the Rangers rotation. It's Jacob deGrom, John Gray, Andrew Heaney, Nathan Eovaldi, all of these guys with injury histories galore, and Martin Perez, who as I already mentioned, had a great command or whatever. But Cole Raggins is going to start this year. He's throwing like three to four ticks harder. He sat 92 last year. And if you remember anything about how I've covered Cole Raggins in the past, I really like his precision. That is, he was really close to getting everything in the zone or ran along the edges. Was just a little bit too far out, but kind of looks like Cole Hamels and has that change up. And the whole thing... And I loved his approach. He's trying to elevate four seamers and trying to jam guys inside with cutters and then has a changeup down and away to right-handers. And it kind of works, guys. So Cole Raggins, that is a name I feel you're going to hear later on this year. Now, is it good for 12-teamers? Probably not. Like, very likely not. If you're in a best ball of some kind and you're like, it's the 50th round, give me somebody, Cole Raggins is the one that I'm going to go for. It's crazy, I know, but it's just... Uh, this is what I see. Okay. Uh, there are a lot of guys I actually haven't covered yet. I think I've gotten me through half of them. And we're going to talk about all of those after this break. So there are some I don't really want to talk about. There's like Zach Davies. But it's important that I do because two innings, six earned runs, eight hits, one walk, two Ks. You're like, okay, whatever, Zach Davies. But if Zach Davies continues to do that and is removed from the rotation, you know what that means. Brandon Fought, who I know did not have one good outing, but I imagine he'll have good ones could enter the rotation sooner than expected, especially if Zach Davies is like this, and maybe there's something wrong that does that, and he's out of the rotation completely, it's Brandon Fought. So monitor that in that uh, for that reason. Jose Suarez, three innings pitch, two and runs, five hits, zero walks, and one strikeout. So something that I didn't really consider is that the Angels could be a five-man rotation. I, I found a quote from Otani's agent saying like, yeah, I think he might be ready to do that. I went to Roster Resource, and they actually have the Rangels as a five-man rotation. So maybe I've been completely wrong about this the entire preseason or offseason. Jose Suarez is inside of it, though. Uh, he should be the number five. I have Detmers as the four. And then, of course, you have Patrick Sandoval, Tyler Anderson, and Otani. Uh, Jose Suarez had a really nice second half. A lot of people were in on that. I'm not. I think he's just good against lefties. Um, it's just a really good breaking ball and uh, and changeup. But like, he's just good against lefties with that breaking ball. So Jose Suarez, he should have. He should be the number five and everything. But all the talk I've had about like Griffin Canning and Chase Silseth and stuff, it's possible. I don't know what they're going to do with Otani, but it might be a five man ultimately, which would then increase the value of say like Sandoval and of Detmers and Otani theoretically because he's now going every five days. We'll see. Uh, Mike Clevenger and Blake Snell pitched. Uh, Clevenger had four strikeouts, two and runs, 2.2 innings, four hits, zero walks. That That's a very good line. Changeup was really good. Was throwing nice early breaking balls, free real estate and stuff. He looked good. And uh, I might be overlooking Clevenger a little bit here. Um, Blake Snell, four innings pitched, two and runs, two hits, one walk, two Ks. I didn't love it. His command was a little bit all over the place. Uh, he's not... Uh, it's so I, I Blake Snell's one of those guys where it's just like if it clicks, it clicks. And can we bang it clicking? I don't know. I was thinking about raising him up on Monday, and then I just kind of got more of the old same like you are not locked in with your command. You just are not there. I don't know. 
I, I keep going back and forth on this one. Uh, I'm going to probably say yes because he's not throwing the changeup. And as long as he's not throwing the changeup, it's going to be a lot better than bad. And he's healthy right now. Okay. Eric Lauer, 2.1 innings, 5 run runs, 5 hits, 1 walk, and 3 Ks. Don't care. Eric Lauer is not locked in right now, so we move on. Chris Bubich, is he going to get the SP5 spot? Probably not. It's Brad Keller, two innings only, zero runs, one hit, hit, one walk, and two Ks. Josiah Gray did fine. 3.1 innings, one run, one walk, four Ks went against not Sanga, essentially. I don't read into Josiah Gray. I really think he's just too susceptible to the long ball still. The fastball isn't good enough. Don't do that. Now, Chris Sale and Tyler Malley pitched. I do wonder if the gun was a little soft. I hope it was. Because Mally was down to 92.7. We saw him at 94 earlier in camp, and now he's now down to 92.7, apparently. We want to see him at 94. Uh, 2.1 innings, 200 runs, 7 hits, 1 walk, 4 Ks. If the velocity does not return to 94, it's telling me that the shoulder is still bothering him. Understand that. He was a little bit down in velocity last year because the shoulder was bothering him. The four-seamer is everything for Tyler Mally. So if Tyler Malley doesn't have that velocity and that good fastball, then he's not going to be a 200 potential strikeout guy, which means I would still be down on Tyler Malley. So I need to I need to figure out what the velocity is for Molly. I'm going to be watching that very, very closely. Same with Chris Sale. Three innings, zero runs, one hit, zero walks, and five Ks. That looks great. His, his locations were really good. Seven out of 32 whiffs is really nice. That's essentially 20% swing strike rate. Wonderful. But he was 93.3. That's where he sat. Maybe the gun was slow. 95 mile per hour max, 91.4 min on the fastball is really bad. Now, again, if it's a softer gun, then he's at 95 sitting there, then everything is wonderful. And look, the results are great. It's spring training. So I don't know how to translate this yet. It's kind of a shrug, but at the same time, it's like Chris Hale's doing really well and you just got to trust that. Yoan Aviedo, three innings, zero runs, two hits, zero walks, three Ks. He was through 41 pitches. You guys know I'm kind of a non-Aviato. I think his slider's really good. He threw 61% of them in this one for a 20% swing strike right on them. Sat 95-96. He had better fastball command. I mean, I think he's... I don't know. If he gets out of the Pirates and somehow has a fifth spot in a rotation, like Aviato could be something. But obviously, right now, we can't do anything. On Domingo Herman, 2.1 innings, 200 runs, 3 hits, 0 walks, and 3 Ks. Back down to 93 miles per hour in the fastball, not 94-95. However, the veal and the spin were still up on the curveball and then change up. So that's good. Um, Domingo Herman is a better option to me than uh, Clark Schmidt for the Yankees as SP number four right now with Rodon out. Or maybe he's not out, but I think Herman has the inside track at number five if Rodon is pitching like the first week into April or so. Uh, Chris Bassett, three innings, 300 runs, four hits, one walk, five Ks, and he's still down uh, 1.5 ticks. Not three or four, but 1.5. But he's not throwing a lot of cutters or sliders. So it really did look like he was focusing on his sinker for the most part in this one. I, uh, But yeah, I want to see more from the cutter and the slider. Uh, Flexen faced Arania, and I'm not going to cover that. Uh, <laughs> it does not matter. Don't go for them. Um, Flexen's obviously doing it too because you have like Luis Castillo and the WBC, and they need to have guys going out there. Fleming and Chirino. So the Rays have an SB5 opening because of Tyler Glasnow. Fleming went 40 pitches, Trinos went 30 pitches. So they're just going to finagle this. This is like a classic raise opener, follower, whatever. I bet they miss Yarbrough a little bit now, but he cost money, so fine. Uh, and then Trevor Rogers, uh, he's down 1.5 ticks, but he had really good locations. Four innings, 200 runs, two hits, zero walks, five Ks. 
I'm not against going after Trevor Rogers, but I'm also not chasing it. I feel there's too much of a question mark of his redemption. It was really just 2021's first half where he was locked in. And it's possible he takes those step forward, steps forward and is really good. It's also not a winning ball club with Miami. He doesn't go like six innings plus. It just is a little too much needs to go right for him to be the guy you want to get in 12-teamers. So I'm not chasing it specifically, but I'd like to have him on my 15-teamers. We'll see. I'm going to be undecided about Trevor Rogers for a while, I'm sure. And I really hope he has a fantastic season. But all right, that is going to do for today. I think I'm just going to focus on uh, yesterday's games. I don't really give you like the heads up of today uh, because I'm just going to tell you everything that you need to know about it tomorrow. So that's how that's going to go. But that's it for today. So my name is Nick Pollock. Thank you so much for the ratings and reviews. And may your babbits be low and your strikeouts high.